This is Financially Tuned with Michael Mansfield from The Lind Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With 10 years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Michael Mansfield to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Financially Tuned Radio. I'm your host, Mike Mansfield. Happy New Year. Uh, coming to you live with my good friend, Tony Shore. Tony, thanks for joining us. How are you doing, man? Oh, great to be here, Mike. Uh, really good. I've had a busy week, but yeah. you know, the highlight of my week is always doing the show with you <laughs> and glad to be back at it in the new year. We ran a couple of best ofs over the holidays and we're starting the year fresh and we're going to talk about the new year and looking ahead at the markets and maybe some financial resolutions for Absolutely. the new year and financial goals, staying on track. And uh, looking back at the past year and seeing what we can learn there. And I know uh, I've got a lot of questions for you today, but before we get into that, before I dig in with the questions to help us out here today, uh, what have you been doing? How's everything going there? Life is good, my friend. It's a happy new year. You know, we're all refreshed. We're reinvigorated. We're re-excited to get things done and do stuff and make our goals and I sit down with my kids. You know, it was so funny. Last year in um, 2016, uh, we had sat down at the beginning of the year and we talked with our, our daughters about, you know, what are some of the fun things or goals we could set for the year. And it was funny because my oldest at the time was six. And out of left field, she said, my goal for the year, Dad, is I want to save $1,000. Whoa. And I looked at her and thought, what the heck? Where, where did she hear <laughs> oh, that awesome. number from? Yeah. But it was, it was so funny of a goal. And I said, hooray, that's that's a great goal. You know, how are you going to do it? And we talked about it. And throughout the year, she did a couple garage sales. She, you know, stole a bunch of my stuff out of my room and sold it down on the, <laughs> in the driveway. And we did some lemonade stands and she did chores and she would come over to the office and do things. And uh, in the beginning of the year, I had gotten her a little, uh, little book, you know, with a pen, kept it in the safe with a little box. And she would tally up all of her money. And then kind of midway through the year, we started taking some of the money. And we'd go down to the, the coin shop and buy, you know, an ounce of silver and keep track of the value of silver and things like that to try to grow the money a little bit. And it was funny. Year end, I, I have to admit, Santa Claus had to uh, make a little bit of a push for her. But <laughs> she was able to round out the year by making her goal. So I was wow. uh, pretty excited by that. For Well, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's motor- great. I know. Look at now that. I, now I can You're... borrow money from my seven-year-old, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, you, that. you can dip into that. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's awesome. Wow. Well, that's a great illustration of uh, what we want to talk about. You know, uh, some financial tips for the new year. Set set goals and stick to them, right? Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. That's, that's what it's all about. And it's, a, it's an exciting new year. I mean, 2016 was just ripe with uncertainty, unknowns, moving parts. I mean, go back in time for a second. 2016 was what the worst stock market opened in 109 years. Does anyone remember that first six weeks from January to mid-February where the whole thing just imploded? 
every article on CNBC was recession, recession, recession. It's all over the, you know, the sky's falling kind of stuff. And it was funny because I remember kind of the catalyst day. It was probably the 12th, 15th, 17th of February, somewhere in there uh, that Jack Bogle, the, the old, old timer, who's the founder of Vanguard was on, was on, um, he was on CNBC doing an interview and the stock market that day was down 500 points. They had it up on the board and they said, Jack, ah, you know, what do people do? And he said, you do nothing. You don't worry about the stock market. You follow the economic data. And right now, economic data isn't as bad as the stock market is saying it is. So you do nothing. And mysteriously enough, right after he kind of said that, all of a sudden it started coming off the bottoms yep. and it recovered and it went to new highs. And the rest of the year was was ripe with adventure. You know, can we all remember back into, what was it, June 24th, I think now? When we had the whole Brexit effect over in oh, Europe, yeah, Brexit. you know, this totally unknown event, unforeseen event, you know, there's no way it'll pass. There's no way it will happen. Followed by two days of our stock market going down a thousand points to then turn around and go up like a missile to yeah. get us to all time highs again. And then, you know, do we dare mention the election that we had in this country? You know, once again, kind of the there was same an election. Wait, effect. there was an election here? I know it was, it was it didn't get much news, you know, there's other things to talk about. Sure. But 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 to that theme, once again the unknown happened, the unexpected happened. Um and let's be fair, the reaction in the stock market was probably very unexpected for a lot of people. We didn't even experience the Brexit effect. We didn't have the market panic and go down for a few days significantly to then recover. It um it just shot up like a missile, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, and rounded out the year with a pretty healthy year. Um, I think what 2016 represented was, for a lot of people, how challenging stock market and equity investing can actually be. You know, when it's going up and going down a lot, it's kind of hard if you're not careful with the strategy to not be just chasing the market. See, it's very easy to be a stock market investor when it's going straight up. Right. right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Every everybody's a winner. You know, it's so funny. I, I I can I remember this meeting. I don't know why it always stuck in my head, but I had someone come in in 2014, the end of 2014, and they said, "Hey, I've been with this person for four years. They've done very well for me. And I said, well, 2010 to 2014, let's see, after the worst recession in 100 years, uh, you know, 2013 was a 30% stock market year. 2014 was a 60% stock market. They better be doing phenomenal for you. Otherwise, that's embarrassing. Um, Everybody was a winner in that respect. Yeah. So I think where the true testament goes to how your investment advisor is resonating is years like a 2016, are years like a 2015, where there was a lot of volatility and a handful of ill-timed decisions could have really impacted your situation. Yeah. Yeah. You can't let your emotions dictate it. So, you know, we're looking back at 2016 right now, uh, and hopefully we can use some of these uh, lessons that we hopefully learned from 2016 or look at that and not make mistakes in 2017. And sure. uh, and that should help us set goals. It really helps to even put your goals in writing at the beginning of the year, doesn't it? 
Oh, absolutely. I think I think with every new year, with every uh, renewed thought, we need to remember there's still time. Sometimes we don't think about that. I talked to a gentleman the other day, and he said, you know, I'd come meet with you. I, I We were actually talking at lunch. He he saw me and actually asked me about my book, I, one of these weird random things. And um, we were talking, and he said, you know, I'd come visit you, but you know what? I'm so far behind in life, I'm going to be working forever. And I said, and that's exactly the reason we should talk is because it's all about the opportunity cost of life. It doesn't mean your situation's perfect. It doesn't mean you've saved all the money you want. It doesn't mean that retirement is tomorrow for you. It might still very well be way down the road, maybe even into your 70s and things like that. But the point is, what are the things that we can do now to help the cause improve itself? The decisions we make now will impact you down the road. And that's Mm -hmm. important. So- You're totally right, Tony. We need to write down our resolutions. We need to write down our goals. But we also need to talk to our, you know, our advisors. We need to have a plan. All of 2016, what did I talk about? Creating a retirement income plan. That's what I talked about at the end of the day. Plan, plan, plan. Plan, plan, plan. You figure out what's coming in from the world. Social security, pensions, rental incomes. You figure out how to maximize those things. You see what they're going to look like. You then figure out how much you're spending, what are your expenses, what's Medicare look like, what's your mortgage look like, what are your Mm -hmm. car payments, what's your food. You figure it all out. The difference between those two numbers, what's coming in from the world and what you're spending, we've suddenly solved your income gap. And now we look at your 401ks and your IRAs and the money buried in your backyard under the orange tree and all this stuff to see how do we use this bucket of money to fill in that income gap. There's either enough money or there isn't. And then that will help us make decisions. You know, do we need to work longer? Do we need to save more? Do we need to spend less? So that's just, once again, financial planning 101. But I just find time and time and time and time again, people haven't even gone through that basic exercise with their financial planners. And that always resonates the theme is what's a financial planner if they're not actually planning anything? Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. And it helps to have it in writing too. I know you, you'll you give your clients a, a plan in writing. We, and- we do a formal plan in writing. We update it every single year because one of the parts of planning is we're using projections. So if I use a hypothetical rate of return, um, like for 2016, we had a phenomenal year in 2016. It's something we'll talk about in a few minutes, but we had a huge amount of success in our, in our, you know, at risk portfolios. And you know, once again, if I use an average rate of return of 4%, but last year I get you a 20% return, well, numbers have skewed a bit. And so we need to update all of our income plans, our retirement cash flow plans. We need to see how those projections might improve our situation. Right. Exactly. Well, and Michael, I think these are great points. We do have to take a quick break though, right here. Before we do, I know you have a special offer for our listeners out there today. Yeah, like I said, this is a new year. It's time to set new goals. If you give our office a call, you can set up a complimentary consultation. We are very specifically going to offer you some of our analysis at no cost as a part of your new year resolution package. We're going to do a Morningstar analysis on on the current stuff that you might own so that you better understand it. You have a better objective overview of it. We're going to run that social security maximization analysis. That is an invaluable report that helps individuals and married couples and widows better understand 
how to maximize their own social security so that they can get the most out of that system. Therefore, it's that much less that they have to draw out of their own savings. This will all roll into a comprehensive retirement income cash flow plan. So give our office a call, 805-500-7035. That's 805-500-7035. You can visit our main website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D, group.com. You can go on there. You can set up a complimentary consultation. And uh, you can also listen to all of our recorded radio shows at financiallytunedradio.com. So we'll be back right after this. Creating an income plan for retirement is crucial in helping turn your retirement dreams into a reality. One way we help our clients achieve this is through Social Security. Social Security can be an overwhelming topic, but our Guide to Social Security can help you better understand and better implement a successful Social Security strategy. And you can download our Guide to Social Security right now by going to financiallytunedradio.com or by calling the Lynn Group at 805-500-7035. And when you visit our website or call in, you will not only get our Guide to Social Security, but our entire Retirement Income Toolkit which features the Guide to Social Security and much more. Call our office at 805-500-7035 or visit financiallytunedradio.com now. And welcome back to Financially Tuned with our hosts, Michael Mansfield. And you know what, Michael? This has been a great show so far, talking about uh, a year in review for 2016 and looking ahead, setting financial goals for this new year. Uh, Now, I know you have some more information for us today, right? Well, I've always got more information for you, Tony. That's, that's, (laughs) I do not, I do not lack that. Yeah. But there's just so many things that I'm excited to talk about this year that, you know, we want to tackle because things are always changing. You know, social security changed a year and a half ago. That had a pretty major impact on all the people that we interact with. And so we always want to be just being abreast of things that change. We want to look at the positive. We want to look at the negative. We want to find answers that help people with their retirement income planning. One of the things, though, that happened in 2016 was 2016 was wrought with a lot of volatility. The stock market went down hard. It went up hard. It went down hard. It went up hard. It went down hard. It went up hard. It it was very volatile. And I think after 2015, which was also full of some volatility, people were a little exhausted, a little overwhelmed. Granted, the portfolios that I use, so obviously as people have have met me, people have talked to me, people listen to the radio show, you understand that I use red money and I use green money and those are my core asset classes as I evaluate someone's situation. Green money asset classes are more conservative things we use for all of our income planning and cash flow planning. And our red money is our growth stuff, our stocks, our bonds, our mutual funds, our ETFs. Anything that that goes up and goes down associated with the markets is our red money. I love red money. I find it very entertaining in that respect. But at the end of the day, red money is used for growth inflation and tax hedging. So it's the design is we have conservative money for our near-term income goals and we have red money for our long-term retirement goals. But my red money portfolios, so we use an institutional money manager. We clear everything through TD Ameritrade and we had a very successful 2016. In fact, it was so successful that the core portfolio that I use attracted some attention from uh, 
the big newspaper investors business daily, which I'm sure everybody's heard of. And so <laughs> they, they reached out to our portfolio, one of our portfolio managers and right in, in the end of December and did a nice piece. Uh, they titled it uh, strategy rotates using ETFs among 10 global sectors and finds success. Woohoo. Yeah. So sounds good. But once again, you know, in order to get interviewed by the Investors Business Daily, you've got to be doing something that that makes you float to the uh, top of the surface inside yeah. of the industry. Yep. But they interviewed, um, like I said, one of the portfolio managers, and I just thought I'd read a couple snippets from the article. It just kind of started out. The massive sector rotation in the past month reminded ETF investors that while not all stocks move in tandem or with equal force at the same time, some stocks do. That simple fact underlies the popularity of sector rotation strategies. So that's an introduction to the concept. And so what the Investor's Business Daily article is talking about is they're talking about what's called tactical money management. So they look for an algorithm, they use rules to find patterns inside of the market and make decisions that in no way have any type of emotional element associated with them. Oftentimes this resonates more on the technical side of stock market trading versus some type of fundamental trading. Now let's be fair, I realize half of what I said is probably confusing. I realize half of what I'll read in this article is probably confusing. Um, you know, I understand it because this is my business just as much as I would call a plumber because he's an expert when I have a problem and then he tells me what my problem is and I have no clue what he's talking about, but I trust him. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and it is important for our, our listeners out there to know this is important information, right? I mean, well, absolutely. Cause as we always talk about Tony, you have to have a balance for most, most, most people that walk in my door, there is an element of money that needs to be in their red money bucket. I, um, a number of weeks ago in December, I was listening to a radio show. I can't remember who it was or what it was. I remember it was a, um, it was a gal talking and she was saying that if you're 50 years old, you need to stop worrying about returns and you need to just worry about protecting your money. Mm -hmm. And, and I remember thinking, what? I mean, I actually stopped, you know, some things just kind of catch my ear and I say, what, what are they, where are they going with this one? And, and it really kind of came to me listening to it later that they, they must just be insurance agents that only sell insurance products um, just through the rhetoric of the conversation. But that was very surprising to me because let's think about the average 50 year old An average 50 year old could very likely be working for another 20 years, you know, right. close to the age of 70. Mm -hmm. The average 50 year old is still contributing to their 401k. Therefore their dollar cost averaging into their 401k. And they have close to a 20 year time horizon on that bucket of money. The average 50 year old, if they only live to the social security life expectancy tables could be around for another 35 years. Wow. If they happen to just beat it a little bit, they could be on this earth for another 40 years. <laughs> so at 50, you should never worry about returns anymore. You should only worry about keeping it safe. Um, I'm sorry, that sounds like crazy pill advice. That doesn't make any sense to me. The average 50-year-old should be in the accumulation phase. They should be working hard, dollar-cost averaging, and finding as much cess as they can with their asset classes. Now, if you're not the average 50-year-old, 
you're the you're the unique 50 year old that's retiring at 53 mm-hmm. because you're ahead of the game well then that's probably very sound advice on a lot of different fronts but for the average 50 year old we need to be worrying about our red money we need to be worrying about our growth we need to be worrying about our returns and how to accumulate and get more because we can't control inflation we can't control taxes and we certainly can't control accidentally living too long right right i mean people are living longer and longer so you do need to plan for that so you obviously still need some growth uh, during absolutely. that time absolutely that time. yeah so Going back to the uh, the article, this Investor's Business Daily article. So our portfolio, this is one of the core portfolios that we use with clients. Um, it uses ETFs, exchange-traded funds. And, and question number one is, whoa, I'm already lost. What the heck's an ETF? Uh, an <laughs> ETF, think of it like the the modern or new age mutual fund. It's, a, it's an index. It's a basket of investments. For example, if you owned IVV, which is the ETF for the S&P 500, you own the 500 individual stocks inside of that ETF that are owned in the S&P 500. If you owned the um, SPLV, which is the S&P 500 low volatility index, you own the 100 lowest volatilities stocks in the S&P 500. So an ETF is simply an efficient basket of stocks. It gives you a lot of diversification. It eliminates a lot of the fees and drama that we have from our old school mutual fund investments. And so they've become a very popular investment selection to offer very low cost investments with a lot of diversification. So that's what we use in the portfolio. Yeah. The way the portfolio works though, this is actually, I really like this portfolio. It's the, we call it the tactical rotation portfolio. The reason I really like it is because it's actually been around for a long time. So even though this is a proprietary portfolio. It's got the, you know, lock and key algorithm that the investment team uses to make uh, decisions on which fund to be in for the month. The portfolio itself has been around for 20 years. And so we have a huge amount of history on historical returns. How did this thing do during the dot-com bust of the early 2000s? How did this do in the stock market incline up to 2007? How did this do in our great recession of 08? How did this do in the recovery period? How did this do in 2016? You know, one a more volatile year for a lot of people. That's what's very interesting about history is obviously past performance has no direct correlation to future results, right? You know, we don't know how things will work tomorrow. Things can change. But at least historically, we have a very good representation of how the portfolio performs. And so... In its simplicity, what happens is that the tactical rotation strategy is a momentum-driven ETF-based investment approach that has successfully navigated not only the wild swings in the stock market of 2016, but also the bear market of 2007 through 2009. So I was just quoting that out of the article. Um, Let me find some of the the good stuff here. Uh, We just got a few minutes left here. Mike, what do you want to say to our listeners? Well, yeah, I'm kind of bummed. You know, I I wanted to touch more on this five page article from Investors Business Daily on our on one of our core portfolios that they they interviewed our our money managers on. But let me just grab a couple of the questions out of here. So Investors Business Daily asked your tactical rotation strategy straddles the active passive divide in investing. How exactly? 
The response was, we use quantitative measures to calculate price momentum among nine global market subsectors. The strategy uses passive index ETFs to gain exposure to the offensive high beta stocks, um, the broad market, and the defensive low volatility stocks, all tracked across three geographies, the U.S., international, and emerging markets. I'm kind of summarizing this because we're running out of time. Uh, we look for the strongest price momentum and we move to that rotation once a month, potentially. Um, as I kind of roll down here, you know, what do investors like about the strategy? Investors Business Daily asks. The tactical rotation strategy has been successful in navigating a wide variety of market conditions over time. The fact that it has the option to move 100% to cash if things get really bad is a very attractive pe feature to people. In 20 years, I think it's only moved to cash twice, though. The other, the other part that everyone always gets a kick out of is, how is this thing being doing? Well, uh, one of the big questions is from 2007 to 2009, right? What happened in this portfolio relative to the stock market? So 2017, our 100% equity portfolio went up 45% versus 5.5% with the S&P 500. In 2008, it dropped 24.5% versus the S&P 500 that dropped 37%. So once again, we're not talking about something that goes up all the time. It'll go down, but the question is, as long as it doesn't go down as poorly and we have much bigger pops up, that's considered success. You see that manifesting in 2009. This portfolio that we use was up 104% in 2009 versus the S&P 500 being up 26%. Let me fast forward because we're out of time here. Investors Business Daily asked, how has the strategy performed lately? And this is for year end though, but year end, this, the portfolio was up 22.5% net of investment fees versus the S&P 500 being up just shy of 12% and the A fees, so some Europe, Europe indexes, you know, being down a little over 2%. So huge success for the year. I yeah. mean, our 100% our equity portfolio is up over 22% net of all the fees and all those types of things compared to the stock market being up about 12%. Um, you know, so I think I just want to leave it there. Obviously, um, the, the whole point here is not everybody is suited for a portfolio like this. There's a lot of work that we have to do in a conversation before we decide if somebody would be suitable for this nature of an investment. That's all about building your retirement income plan. We need to figure out how much money you need, when you need it, what your expenses are, what's going out, what your time horizon is, what your risk tolerance is. Gosh, there's a lot to talk about. There's a number of meetings to get through all this stuff. If somebody was suitable for this type of an investment, though, ultimately that would be one of our recommendations for the red money side of our, our portfolio. So if anybody has any questions, if you want to set up a complimentary consultation, if you'd like to better understand our portfolios, better understand how we can help you with your retirement income plans, give us a call. 805-500-7035. That's 805-500-7035. Visit us at thelindgroup.com. And we will be back next Saturday to fill your ear with wonderful news. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit their website at financiallytunedradio.com.
All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Michael Mansfield and the Lind Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. 